the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. As we head into Hour 2, as we do every Wednesday, we check in with our Congressman, Representative David Schweikert, representing Arizona's 6th Congressional District. David, I hope you're doing well. Your ears may have been burning last night. I was with Uh a... Oh, so so you're taking my ears and then lighting my fire? Well, no. (laughs) Others were. Um, I was in a uh, a, a, a room with a a bunch of uh, great individuals, big, uh, you know, big Republican supporter types. They said how much you you were very beloved, very beloved, unanimously beloved in that room. Well, then that's that's unique group because you know remember I say a lot of things that um, some of our friends often are uncomfortable with, but. Well, well, that um, was the other side of it. That was the other side. I heard from almost a T, everyone was saying nice things about you. And they said, and the only thing is, you know, if you pay attention seriously to what David says, he gives you a lot of cause to be concerned. You know, which which I take as a compliment, too. You're talking about the things a lot of people don't want to talk about and want to brush under the rug. So it's in both ways a compliment to you. Yeah, go ahead. You and I talk privately. We have a problem with a lot of the political class where they happy talk. Yeah. Or, as you know, I think they focus on whatever today's bright, shiny object is. That's what they chase because that's how you raise money. But those aren't the things that are going to take down our republic. No. No. And I want to talk about a couple of those things with you today. It would be a conceit if I didn't raise the issue that is... Well, you talked about bright and shiny objects, David. We talk about the durables here on this show a lot, what I call the durables, uh, human beings, uh, the eternity of the uh, soul, God's impress on man. This uh, this uh, leak in the Dobbs opinion from uh, the pen of Brett, uh, excuse me, from the pen of Sam Alito. Uh, you have very strong views on this oh, issue. Yeah. Would you like to say a few words about it or at least share with the well, audience what your first thoughts were when, when this came out a day or so ago? Um. Look, um, I've had my heart broken so many times. Um, I want to wait till the opinion is final. But I thought there was something incredibly cynical that the left was doing. Because, as you know, they already have raised millions of dollars in the first, what, 48 hours. I got a ton of emails from Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi and the like. You bet. Yeah, you you got to unsubscribe from some of those things. No, 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 sir. They call me Stuart, and it's great. It gives me a lot of fodder. And to everyone that's listening, sometimes that's one of the smartest things you can do is when you realize how much of the manipulation is really about the money. Um, So when uh, breaking every every Supreme Court president of leaking out a draft and then within that leak to use it for political fundraising, which is what the left immediately did. Now, for every, I, you know, many of the people in the community know, you know my, my parents were very involved in, in the founding of Arizona Right to Life. I was born in an unwed mother's home, so were my siblings. Um, I've had an amazing experience of 
you know, meeting my birth mother and having a great relationship there. My mom and my birth mother became best of friends. That's an amazing I talked story. to my birth father every Sunday night for like an hour. My, uh, my little girl is the third generation adopted. So, so in some ways, for me, you know, it, it's part of our existence. Can I pause you real quick, David? Just I apologize. My ignorance. What does third generation adopted mean? Oh, I mean, my father was an adopted child. I'm adopted. You're adopted. My, She's I'm a third. I, I'm with adopted. you. Nicely put. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. Go ahead. And, and um, you, know, and we're, you know, we have a, we send pictures to the birth mom and birth grandma every few weeks and things of that. And we're not afraid of that because, you know, we believe the love of a family is the most powerful binding. But I do have a concern. Those of us who've been around the movement since the very early days, we don't get to just declare victory. If if the final draft says what we hope it says, we have to understand we just moved to a new phase. That's right. We are going to have to to demonstrate our 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 that we're right on the issue because how kind we are. Yeah. How non-judgmental we are how loving we are, how willing we are to be of, to be there, to be present, to be helpful. Um, and then we're going to also have to deal with a new political battlefield, and that's going to be our state legislature. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's something like between 7,000, you would know, but somewhere between 7,000 and 8,000 state legislators across the country, they have a new burden. Well, there'd be about 20, my best estimate is about 21 states will almost immediately have um, some types of restrictions. Yeah. But the millions and millions and millions, because remember, this is orthodoxy to the left. Yep. And a huge fundraising orthodoxy. Remember, always follow the money. Yep. And that money machine is going to be turned from pounding on people like me, you know, members of Congress that are pro-life, and it's going to be turned on members of the legislature. And we have to be really cognizant of something. The redistricting commission gave us six legislative seats, six out of the 30, that are really potentially swing districts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'll be fine in them this year. But in a tough year, they're going to be tough districts. Mm-hmm. And we only control the legislature right now by one seat. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to have to, it's not enough to take solace that the society matured and learned. And in some ways, technology, you know, my, my doctor friend who walks around with a handheld, it's about the size of his iPhone, um, color ultrasound. You can actually buy it on Amazon for a couple thousand dollars. I mean, a handheld, and he's actually had the experience of using that to help someone see a, a young woman to actually see the reality. It's not going to be enough for us to take joy in this. We have to understand. We have to we have to deal with this honorably, but we have to be present, and we also have to understand parts of the politics are going to be really rough. David, I, um, I there's a, a ton of polling on this, worded a lot of different ways. I'm looking at Gallup, and they're 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 blunderbuss poll, their blunt knife, a blunt instrument poll is, do you consider yourself pro-choice or pro-life? That number, those numbers have been about 49, 47 percent differential 
give or take, and fairly consistently. The the slightly smaller number is those considering themselves to be pro-life. And both of those terminologies can mean a variety of things as they break out. But one of the things I'm wondering is, is it possible the pro-life movement, the movement you and I affiliate with, has one more than we realize that perhaps that 49% really constitutes, you know, San Francisco and New York. And no one has ever come, no one has ever taken that sonogram picture and said, look at the picture of this fetus. No one, no one. You're not going to like my answer here. Okay. You and I are fascinated with the polling, the cultural shift that's happened, think of it between the 1980s and now. Yeah. You know, in the 1980s, you know, my legislative district, you know, was Scottsdale and things like that, and it was pro-choice. Yeah, I mean, the fact, and they were Republican pro-choice. Yeah, but we're gonna have to look at this not on, I, I think, pure polling numbers. We're gonna have to look at this as, um. There's, there, there will be a population out there that has been lied to repeatedly that are going to be fearful. And we're going to step up, and because of our love and caring, we're going to remove that fear. Okay. okay. And it's a different approach. I, I, you know, for, and this is coming from a political being, but my belief that um, we cannot sound like we're politicians and pollsters. We need to sound like we're... You know, the, the stranger that shows up that hands you their heart. Uh, you know, I like that about I, I love that about you. You have done this on other issues. In fact, you gave a speech. You did a border speech. Uh, I think it was about a week ago where you were saying, you know, the leftist version of the Democratic version of compassion is cruel. Uh, we can work with that theory across a lot of issues. This would be one of them. Well, and this one's particular because we in the, the life movement have been you know, demagogue for a long time, and we need to, and we haven't fallen for it. Can't fall for it now. Do you have? Do you have another segment in here? Do you got to run back? Uh, sure. To the, uh, be, uh, sure. I want to do this. So I want to do. I, I want to do a lot more with you. Girl. Good. I have a six-year-old little girl handing me her homework, but yes, we. Can do I know segment. that six-year-old girl. Tell her I miss her. I, it's been a while since I've seen her. Oh, this is great. She needs to come to the office and wreck more havoc here. I love it. I love oh, yeah. it. This is a safe space for her to do anything she wants. I'm Seth Leaps, and he's David Schweikert. We'll be right back. You can see uh, David Schweikert uh, up at uh, Handlebar Jays uh, singing this song from the stage from uh, time to time. David Schweikert is our guest. If you go to, by the way, davidschweikert.com. He's uh, got a brand new, uh, and it's, boy, it's really neat, a brand new way to uh, request and get a yard sign if that's uh, of interest to you, davidschweikert.com. David, uh, thanks for staying with us. And, and, the crazy, yes, and the crazy thing, there's a high likelihood it will be Joyce and I and Olivia in your front yard putting up the yard sign. That's perfect. It's, what I, it's, it's my stress reliever. I go out and we just, and we eat in the car, we do homework for the little girl in the car, and Daddy puts up signs. What does a kindergartner have for homework, David? She's uh, 
She just had four pages of math, but she's already finished. Unbelievable. Them, so this is like a miracle. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I have my head out the door seeing if there's signs of the apocalypse. Because <laughs> it never works this way. <laughs> David, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, what their version of their, the other side, Democrats uh, uh, version of compassion is, whether it's <clears throat> whether it's uh, immigration policy, whether it's abortion policy. I mean, it's 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 their version of compassion as you put on the floor speech last week it's cruel you even you you were doing you were doing a little bit of a summary of of what you um of what you were visiting with on the vent on the fentanyl issue as well uh 95 percent of children poison deaths in arizona fentanyl incredible incredible it is and i believe it's much worse than the statistics are telling us right now i do too um because um and this is partially anecdotal, but it's from a friend who's a sergeant in the Phoenix Police Department. He said about a year ago, it might take $100, $112 for someone to get high for the day. Right. And I'm not sure completely what that is, if it's using tinfoil and smoking right. fentanyl pills or what it may be. Right. Today, it might be $12. No, that's right. We did the exact opposite thing. We drove the price down when you want to drive it up. You bet. Yeah, so, so so the basic law of economics means we are we have a glut. It's these has become the distribution center for North America. And it's a it's a profit it's a crisis because it's killing our it's killing our children. Yep. And um, but the point I was trying to make is you feign this sort of uh, I'm compassionate for people who approach the border, okay? So you adopt policy that basically means there's almost no border enforcement. Right. You take the Border Patrol and Border Patrol now are in the delivery and escort service to move people around, drive them to places. Now, all of a sudden, drugs and narcotics. But you've also turned swimming smuggling into a multi-billion dollar industry, meaning that the cartels now manufacture their own fentanyl and the precursor chemicals. And um, I've had phone calls from someone in our community who was telling me how they're stamping pills in his own neighborhood. Right, right. And then you want to understand why we have zip codes where homelessness has doubled, why the number of young people who are dying. um, In economics, you call it a second degree, third degree effect. You do something, but you got to understand the knockoff effects, what happens, this cascade. And the Democrats claim of compassion of opening up the border has created a cascade of misery throughout our society. David, is this part of the notion of America first? Okay, I understand if there's a level of compassion that the Democrats want to talk about with regard to people from other countries. It's at the cost of compassion to Americans. And then, knowing you, you will say, hold on, Liebson, Compassion, really, to bring these kids across the border, you know, to traffic in these kids. So it's it's, we, it's we not even compassion several, at their yeah. level. It's not even compassion. In the last year, there's already been what seven, several hundred deaths that right. we know about. Right. Um, but they, you remember, don't forget our rules. Democrats are judged on their virtue signal. Right. Good intention. For some reason, the left, and, and I and I've had this conversation with a couple of people who are on the left. And they'll admit it, but then they'll say, God, you've got, you got to be judged by your intentions, your feelings, how much you care. 
And Republicans, conservatives, are judged by the outcome. Right, right. It's almost a, a, so. Inputs so versus outputs in a lot of cases. In a yeah, lot of cases. Yeah, it's certainly true thing. in education. Yeah, right. And we judge often Democrats by our standards saying, but, but the outcome was misery. Mm-hmm. You made people poor. You made their lives more miserable. Right. You know, uh, and, and it's a great discussion. You and I have had it. What makes people poor? Um, health. When people steal your stuff and break your bones. I mean, inflation. Um, flooding the population with, you know, people crossing the border with similar skill sets. Right now, almost every Democrat policy is making poor people, the working poor and the middle class poor. But they get judged by left-wing reporters and those, but they had good virtue signals. Mm-hmm. 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 They had good virtue signaling, but, David, the death toll is rising and uh, the body count is rising. And, I, you know, I, this is why I think it's, you know, I don't know how you handle this because you have to stand for election every couple of years. And we have spent a lot of our lives saying this is the most important election. But I got to tell you, I think given where America is right now, this election truly is the fulcrum. We, we either go forward or go backward on this one. Yeah, um, my answer is in many ways this is. And and, and we keep saying it because stop. I think no, the left no, keeps no, pushing. No, the left keeps pushing no, the no, margins. But, That's but, why we have to keep but, saying it. But we need to be truthful with people. We take the House. We take the Senate. We haven't taken the White House. That's right. It's going. The two great powers our founding fathers gave us is the power to of oversight, investigation, to understand, you know, what they've done. And the second thing is the power of money, the power of the purse. And that means not funding the craziness. Mm-hmm. But when you say no to funding the craziness, and just like in the Obama years when the president wouldn't sign it, you would have government shutdowns. And then all of a sudden, those who are a bit on the weak need part start calling your office and saying, just give in because I want to make sure I get my check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got to understand, we, we're not going to... We're going to stop the bleeding, but the healing does not come till we change this president. That's of course right. That's of course right. That is that is the Super Bowl. That is the whole stakes. You and we got it. And we got to toughen up. Yep. A lot of our brother and sister conservatives out there, you know, it, it, just like on the life issue, the day you win is actually. It's just another phase of the battle. That's right. It's not victory for life. That's right. And they and they are in 24-7 mode, which means we must be too. David Schweikert, bless you, sir. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Take care. You bet. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We shall return. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Six zero. Your show from here. Open line. Sue is in Phoenix. Thanks for your patience. Sue, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am doing just fine. I'm taking a little heat from my boss here today because oh. uh, he doesn't like my outfit. But other than that, I'm doing all right. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I have. I, I want you to see back because I've. It's on abortion. I am absolutely pro-life, uh-huh. 150%. Um, way back when, 
I had a girlfriend that before abortions were legal, she died of an abortion, illegal abortion. Okay. Now, is it, do we, are more, we know babies' lives are lost either way. Are more women alive today because we have legalized abortion? Or does it not make a difference? They die anyway one way. What, what do you think? Are more women alive today because we have abortion? Well, if you assume, if you assume uh, that roughly fifty percent, roughly fifty percent of the number of abortions every year is taking of an unborn female's life, right. you are. No, no, that's not the, You're you're t- the, you're the, talking three hundred thousand ish lives a year, female lives a year. Okay, you're talking, but wait a minute. Yeah. Let me interrupt. What I'm talking about is the birth mother. I understand. I understand. Oh, okay. And so I'm I'm starting with the child on the equation. Okay. Okay. If you go and read any of the books that have taken on these issues, whether it's Ramesh Panuru's, oh heck, look at the founder of NARAL, Bernard Nathanson. Bernard Nathanson was one of the founders of the National Abortion Rights Action League who had a conversion later in life and became, you know, like 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 uh, Jane Roe, uh, Norma G. McCorvey, who was, you know, the plaintiff in Roe versus Wade. She had a conversion later, too. She became pro-life. Yeah, I've read it. The numbers, the numbers of uh, female deaths due to illegal abortions has been way, way exaggerated and based on junk science. Mm. The numbers okay. are, you know, in the in the in the in the. All tragic, don't get me wrong, but they are nothing, nothing like the hundreds of thousands of lives that are taken in abortion every year. Nothing close. Yeah. We're talking, yeah. we're talking at, at, at extreme levels. We're talking um, between, you know, the end of World War II and Roe versus Wade. Maybe on the outside, 10,000 lives. Maybe, 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 maybe. The the research that has been done by people like Ramesh and the kinds of testimonies that Bernard uh, Bernard Nathanson and others have given is that those exact those numbers that we had heard for years about tens of thousands total nonsense made up okay. invented based on no research totally made up. Okay, I don't that's, know if that answers your question. This notion of the wire I, hanger ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, that is, um, that, thank you. I have another question, and I don't know that you can answer it, but it makes me wonder. And that is, do you think as a nation that we are held accountable to God for the rules and the, and the laws that we have? And if we have a law that says it's okay to kill babies, is it, as a nation, are we held accountable for that? You know, that is just such a darned tough question. Um, I could spend hours on this, uh, Sue. Uh, let me – when you are asking the question, you know where my mind went. Did you grow up here by chance? Yes, we're six generations here. You may recall that where my mind went. Um, the Channel 10 News back in the day, they had a motto. Remember what it was when they went off the air at night? Was it one nation under God? Something close, like that? close, close, really yeah, close. Yeah. P- from from Psalms, blessed is the nation whose God is the okay. Lord. 
Right. Okay. Um, let's pick up on this on the other side. It's a deep, deep question. If you're willing, I'm willing. Yeah? We'll pick up on it. You bet. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the good folks at Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day. Whole food nutrition. The fruits and veggies are made from fresh whole produce. They use an advanced cold vacuum process where the vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients of the fruits and veggies are preserved so you get that vital nutrition in each capsule, 100% natural, including the capsules. And if you don't like swallowing capsules, you can open them up. They're designed to be easily opened up and sprinkled into food or drink. You just take it once a day, and you get 10 servings of fruits and veggies every single day as I do. Boost your immunity, boost your health, repair your body with Balance of Nature. If you order them, make sure to use discount code BALANCE. That's discount code BALANCE. Sue in Phoenix, um, you still there, Sue? I am here. You asked a a very poignant, a very difficult question um, of me that I had not thought about and haven't thought much about, um, but I'm willing to discuss it on air with you and think it out loud with you. It's so strong. I'm going to ask you for anyone who's just tuning in, if you wouldn't mind uh, or, you know, restating it. Well, my question is, do, do we believe, I'm going to say I believe, okay. that God holds the United States of America responsible for having legal abortion, okay. for killing babies, period. Okay. Okay. So the question uh, in generic form is, does God punish the United States for violating his laws, right? No. Hold us responsible. Hold yes. us responsible. I um, I'm not sophisticated enough to have a strong opinion on this. I'll tell you what I think— off the top, and I'm willing to have my mind informed, changed, educated. I'll tell you what I'm thinking off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, I am thinking, first off, we have to understand that not every religion we host here views every issue the same way, including abortion. The Orthodox, if I can call it that, the Orthodox Catholic view on abortion is not exactly the same as the Orthodox Jewish view. The views of both are pro-life, but there are a few differences, particularly around the issue of the life of the mother, for example, for one. So I wouldn't want to be so—what um, do I want to say here? So, uh, so, so um, dismissive of other faiths in saying their view is the only one um, that we will be rewarded or punished for if we, you know, make a small change on the margin here. If we say, for example, a law on abortion uh, would permit an abortion to save the life of the mother versus one that says, um, no, the child, uh, the unborn child will always, always, always take precedence. Both okay. of those are a far different cry from what we have now. Both of those would be extremely yeah. pro-life views, and I think most people would, who are pro-life would say, give me, I, you know, I'll take it. I'll take the Jewish view, you know. I'll take the Orthodox yeah. Jewish view, uh, you know. So, you know, we'll, we'll eliminate uh, 500,000 abortions in this country as opposed to 501,000 abortions in this country. We'd take mm -hmm. it. We'd take it. I, I think, in my own sense, that anyone who takes the Bible seriously has to understand you cannot avoid 
you cannot avoid the fact that God punishes certainly uh, certainly the people of Israel for violating his commandments again and again and again, right? Uh, whether right. it's the Canaanite nations or, you know, even what we could go through this, Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm not thinking of them all, but there there are a number of examples where God's punishment is retribution for what the people are doing. I'm not theologically sophisticated enough to know that that applies to other nations, but if you extrapolate, you have to consider that we are judged one way or another. Yeah. We are judged as individuals, as mm-hmm. individuals. I took issue. I took issue. This is why it's, this is deep stuff. I took issue after 9-11 with some uh, very theologically serious people who were claiming that we had it coming. And mm. I can't accept that. I just cannot accept that. I think at the end of the day, I want us to be considered as individually responsible for our decisions, and our okay. decisions are incumbent upon us in our personal lives as well as our political lives. The decision we cast at the ballot is as important as, to me at least, in my view, as the decision I make when I treat um, my producer, whoever's next in front of me, or I meet on the street, or what have you. You know, you, right. if you follow the golden rule, which does apply in both Judaism and, uh, and Christianity. Um, right. Treat your neighbor as yourself. I, I, I believe we are judged on that as an individual basis. You put together 331 million individuals, there's your judgment. That's, that's Good, the best can. I can do off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm willing to be educated on this. What do you think? I, well, um, you, you're making me think, and, and that, that's a good thing, and that's why I called, because I don't have um, dyed-in-the-wool answer either. I just I was just wondering. Well, and so I, I think called we all have an obligation. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most important part of the church service is what you do when you leave the door after the sermon, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most important right. part. And, and, and to that end, to that end, I believe we all have obligations. We all have obligations. There's an interesting Talmudic statement in the Jewish tradition that says, uh, I'm doing this off memory, so bear with me just a little bit, Sue. It goes something like this. He who sees his family member sin and does nothing is responsible for that sin. He hmm. who sees a community member sin and does nothing is responsible for that sin. He who sees his country sin and does nothing is responsible for that sin. The point is... We are obligated as individuals, children of God, to do everything we can to protect, preserve, and save lives. The saving of life is so important that you can violate other rules to do so, right? Mm -hmm. In the Jewish tradition, for example, you're not supposed to do much on the Sabbath except rest including not even making a phone call, not even driving a car, right? That's why I don't know if you ever on Saturdays see um, see, uh, in the heat of the summer (laughs) the Orthodox Jews walking, you know, walking to synagogue. They they won't even drive a car. But but if someone's life is at stake, you bet. They'll call Mm -hmm. 911 or get that person in their car and drive them to the hospital. 
The right. saving of right. life is the trump of everything else. It would seem so, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's the best I can do on a very deep question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, and that's what I wanted with the dialogue. But I am willing to entertain other thoughts on this, and I know mine was a little bit circuitous. Tough stuff. But you know what? We didn't ask for this. We didn't ask for it. It's been foisted on us, these tough questions. I appreciate that call, Sue. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. For those of you looking for a great investment opportunity with an equally great return for investors, I want you to check out Why Refi. These are my friends. I've met with them several times and become friends with them as I have gotten to know them and gotten to understand their company and what they are offering. As I say, it's really great. I'm talking about a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Why Refi? helps people who are doing their best to dig out of debt the right way, doing the right thing to pay off their debts, doing so with dignity, getting their FICO scores fixed along the way. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by, as I say, best people I, 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 I've met in this business who are doing very well by helping others. And you can too. I've gotten to know these people inside and out. I've gotten to understand the business. It's a great one. And I would never endorse something I didn't believe in. What more can I tell you about Y-Refi? Check them out yourself. InvestYRefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. Y-Refi is in the business of helping people that others won't. And you can be, too, with a great return. InvestYRefi.com. Dot com. All right. Uh, got a bunch of calls. Uh, let's start with, um, let me start with Lisa in Phoenix. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Seth. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. So um, it's interesting what you're saying and everything you said was true. But when it comes to Christianity, it isn't your decision of what you do or how you live your life. Because the assumption then is that if you do enough good works, then you're the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. And logically, that's true. But in Christianity, we have to depend on Jesus Christ and our reception that he died for our sins. But all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, Lisa, that that that, that adds something I wanted to say and didn't in the last segment, which is, um, and again, willing to be corrected and educated on all this stuff, which is we also have to understand a level of redemption and forgiveness in all of this. And I forgot to add that. Well, the, the Muslims believe, you know, that if your good works outweigh your sins, then you get to walk a narrow path to to heaven. So it's all about doing good. Yeah, and well, a lot I, of re- go ahead, go ahead. So a lot of religions base the main belief on what you do to get to God. Yes, of course that's right. 
No, that's right. I don't I don't mean to cut you off. It's the end of the hour. If you want to stay on and, and add to it, you're more than welcome to. And there are others on hold. Please hold. Uh, I'm happy to get to you if I can beg your patience. I think where things tend to get a little rough and where the rubber really hits the road is what you said, Lisa, if you do good, if you do good works. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.